a few containers of supplies. The Queen's wardrobe, maybe. But not enough for faking Star Wars Radio. That's right, it's another amazing interview episode of Faking Star Wars Radio, the official podcast of FakingStarWars.net. With me in the studio today in Topeka, Kansas, all the way from the East Coast, is fantastic TikToker Jen Markham, who has garnered herself a fantastic following doing cosplay and hilarious comedy videos. And her biggest fanboy, Vegan the Hut, is also with me in the studio to help me out with the interview. It's going to be a great episode. Will she tell us the scoop on how she got into TikToking? What are we going to find out about her cosplay know-how? Stay tuned. You're giving like, me some. Uh, you're giving me some vibes of like Borat too, and like she's interviewing Giuliani right here, and like no, I'm kidding. <laughs> All right, well, we'll let's get into it then. Um, we are really, really fortunate to have Jen Markham in the studio here, and uh, it's. It, I have to be honest. I'm. I'm a little bit. Um, I'm a little bit shy about uh, saying this because I don't want people to think that we here at Faking Star Wars are fanboys. Uh, you know, we have a reputation for being fine, upstanding uh, gentlemen who don't over obsess about anything. However, Vegan the Hut has a little bit of fan crush on you. Um, he told me, you know, weeks ago, we've got to get this, uh, we've got to get this TikToker on the podcast. We've got to get her on. And you know, he finally reached out. I encouraged him. I gave him some confidence. And uh, you were kind enough, I guess. Uh, I don't know the full story. So tell us, Jen, how did this all happen? How do we get you here in the studio? Um, what's happening? Why are you here? Why are we talking to you? That's First of all, it's super sweet. I'm honored to be here. Uh, Vegan uh, is uh, super positive on TikTok. He's always commenting super nice things. To call him a stalker, I think, would be uh, overstating it. But you, like when people say nice, warm things on your videos, you remember it. You know, it sticks with you. Like, oh, that's a nice person. I would have something nice to say. So then when he reached out over, I think, direct message and asked me to be on the podcast, I said, sure, of course. That's going to be as positive as he is. <laughs> well, I don't believe you. any of this. This all sounds no, like a lie. Sweet. How much did you give her, Vegan? How much money have you paid her? <laughs> hey, we never talk about business on the podcast. Told you. <laughs> Great. Well, what what is it? What drew? What do you think draws people to your TikTok account? I mean, tell us a little bit about what you're doing and, and how you fit into this picture of being a Star Wars fan and creator. Sure. Wow, that's a lot there. I mean, I've been a Star Wars fan. That's a question you get asked a lot, right? Like, how did you become a Star Wars fan? And I, I actually have the most boring, dumb answer. Like, I can't remember not being a Star Wars fan. It's just always been a part of the cultural fabric, you know? Like, I remember my, my mom had the soundtrack albums growing up and you know, seeing the movies in the theater, like it, it's just, it's hard to remember it not being, I think then when The Force Awakens happened and, and everyone got really excited again after maybe being dormant for a few while, uh, that's when I got into costumes. I just always loved costumes and always wanted to do it. And I just figured, you know, life is short and do something you love. And I got into cosplay. And so I've so I'm making costumes since 2016. And, and then TikTok happened. I think like a lot of people in quarantine, I got on the app and I don't know. I just think it it appeals to a lot of my skills. I have some, you know, skills in video production, and I just wanted to have fun, you know. Like Star Wars is great, but it's very serious. I mean, let's be honest, you know, it's very serious storytelling, and so I just think there was lots of rooms, as you guys, you know, do as know as well, like to kind of have a little fun and poke some like well-intentioned, loving holes in some things, and you know, and I add my costumes into it, and it's just been it's been a blast, and. Uh, I don't know. It's gotten, yeah, like I passed the threshold over the weekend of 300,000 followers and it just, it just blows my mind, but I'm glad that people, you know, come for a laugh and to just see someone being silly and positive like Negan is, 
you know, <laughs> about something that we all love, which is Star Wars. Uh, you know, Storm Duper had recently a birthday. And one of the things that Mrs. Duper always gets tired of hearing me complain about is, oh, I never get anything good. You know, it's always the same old, same old, uh, you know, pizza, coupons, stuff like that. But this year, Mrs. Duper went out on a limb and ordered me the Perfect Package 3.0 from Manscaped.com. Probably seen their ads. Uh, you know, Manscaped is forever changing the grooming game with their Perfect Package 3.0. Don't be the hairiest Jedi in the resistance. The Lawnmower 3.0 is a waterproof and skin-safe trimmer that will reduce nicks to your two best friends. It is an absolutely fantastic shaver, a quality, quality product, and really easy to use. It, they even include instructions to help you out. One of the most powerful forces in the galaxy is your lightsaber, so keep yours clean with the Lawnmower 3.0. They also include the Crop Preserver, which is an anti-chafing ball deodorant and moisturizer. You already put deodorant on your armpits, why not? Down there in the smelliest part of your body. For on-the-go freshness, you can also use their wonderful Crop Reviver Ball Toner Spray. It's all included in the the Perfect Package 3.0. And if you act now using our code FSWRADIO, that's all in caps, you'll get 20% off free shipping with the code FSWRADIO at manscaped.com. That's right, get 20% off and free shipping with the code FSWRADIO at manscaped.com. May the force be with your balls. You see people, you know, doing uh, debates. They, they have a lot of saber play on there they talk about star wars history why why do you think star wars has has risen to the top that's the interesting thing about tiktok right because we only see what interests us they you know so i i hesitate a little bit to say it's risen to the top because even though it has for you it has for me because that's what interests me i can't really tell on a global unless uh, you know what i mean um uh <laughs> But what I like, I'll tell you what I like about Star Wars TikTok and what draws me to it is, is is exactly what you said. I mean, on Instagram, I've been active on Instagram for ever since I started costuming, and that's very. I have a lot of costume friends and costume content, and it's very focused, you know, because it, Instagram doesn't really branch off and show you other than what you already kind of follow. Whereas TikTok is always surprising me on the For You page, showing me people I didn't know or things about Star Wars I hadn't thought about. Like I didn't really have a lot of people just talking about Star Wars and playing clothes in my life before. It was all like I costume nerd friends, you know? So I have loved that. I have loved getting to know and become friends with people that have like really interesting thoughts about the characters and the lore. And obviously that interests me it, I, too. I just don't didn't have that sort of community before. So, hmm. I mean, that's for me, I, what I like about it is I, my, my narrow interest, sub-interest, I should say, in Star, Star Wars was about costumes. Now I get to see all kinds of things like this, the saber play, like you were saying, you know, yeah, and then people talking I, about about characters and, and theories and stuff. I just find that fascinating. Yeah, I've seen some people talk about like go from the beginning Star Wars history as we know it. Just make video upon video upon video of just Star Wars history, and it's like, wow, this isn't even on my like YouTube recommendations. Like, I don't see stuff like that like I do on TikTok. I guess that's true when. You, when you watch more of one thing, you, you get to see more of that, what you watch, you know? So I guess you kind of are putting yourself in a kind of a little bubble by liking more, tick, you know, uh, Star Wars TikTok com content. You're going to see more of Star Wars. I, if we all knew how it worked, we'd all be good. They won't even tell Oracle how it works. You know, so <laughs> There's no way to really know. It's that magic algorithm, you know, that's where they make their money. I mean, I think that exactly. my TikTok feed is like 20% uh you know uh 
20 to 25 year old uh, girls dressed very, very formally, um, you know, making <laughs> making uh, me try to be inspired sure. to listen to their intellect. Uh, another 25 percent or so is like um, people doing like magic tricks and, and then like home maintenance tasks, uh, people eating pizza. I get a lot of that. But then the, re- the, the remaining third tends to be people like, you know, doing Star Wars stuff. It's an interesting format. I, I think that sometimes I think that Twitter has become a bit of an echo chamber for people who are interested, even within the fandom. It's like, because it's so divisive and you don't really see who you're talking to, you get these little um, umbrellas of, of like, well, we're the people who hate the rise of Skywalker and we just follow those people. And we're the people who hate the last Jedi. And we just follow those people. Uh, you can't really do that the same way with TikTok, though. I don't think it has the marketing built in. Like I can tweet, I've tweeted out some of my, you know, my videos I make in TikTok that have gotten millions of views, and they get two views on Twitter because it, it, Twitter doesn't do that work for me, and TikTok does. TikTok just will show it to people, and I don't have to do a thing, you know. It's kind of neat that way, but it's all, it's also you get both sides of the sword. There'll be things that TikTok doesn't show to anybody. Well, you do as a creator get to focus on creating and not marketing yourself, then, which is kind of nice, I suppose, right? And and as a recipient too, I get shown stuff that I might not have sought out or have known where to find. So I love, I, like we were just talking about, I love that too. That it will show me things that I didn't have to go hunting for. I'm like, this is amazing. I'm going to follow this person. Yeah, I've I've made probably about over 200 TikTok videos. And all about veganism and doing funny skits. And I was not successful. I think I've made more videos than I have followers on TikTok. I don't, I think I misunderstood how to finesse TikTok and never got the followers. And I just kind of gave up. It was fun, but it ended up being a lot of work to. To, to make videos that I thought were creative, but nobody really saw. So I, 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 people ask me all the time, like how and why, and I, I don't, I don't know. And I feel guilty sometimes that I don't know that some are chosen no. and some are not. I mean, I have friends that are very talented and, and have feel the same way you did. Like I've tried and I work hard and I buy lights and I buy this and, and nothing. And I don't, I don't know what, uh, yeah, there's nothing you can say either. I mean, we can't really um, relate to that. Uh, you know what you're talking with your friends because I mean there are there are at least 652,000 Star Wars podcasts, um, and we for some reason uh, we are downloaded by every single device in the entire galaxy. Um, there are entire schools where all they have to do is remember the words of our podcast. Um, and so I, I can't really relate. I don't know why we have had the overwhelming success like you have in this in this space, but we just I guess we're lucky. Um, but, you know, yourself, do you view yourself, I guess, as like an entertainer now through TikTok primarily as a cosplayer primarily? As a Star Wars fan, primarily, those things always intersect, of course, for all of us. Um, but what, what's your sort of heart there? Such a good question. I don't want to pick one. Entertainers, like, kind of like, whoa, am I an entertainer? Like, I, I think a lot of us have, have embraced the word content creator um, because, well, I, you know, I don't mean to cop out of the question at all. I really like the fact I can do something. Some days I do stuff about how did I make this costume? And some days I do stuff about two TIE pilots, you know, lamenting being stuck in Endor and it's a total fiction. I, and I like doing both and I don't want to choose. Um, so, and that's what I really liked about it. And I don't have to commit to anything longer than one minute. So, um, but I mean, I entered it first as a, as a costumer or a cosplayer. So that's why I entered first. So that's would be my answer in terms of what was first. So was that, was that also your primary interest before you got into Star Wars or how you said Star Wars was sort of always in your life? I mean, how, how did those two always. develop? How did those interests develop for you? 
Star Wars was always in my life. Um, I again, I don't remember. I had toys as a kid. You know, saw the more recent movies in the theater. Like the whole, it's read the books, the whole thing. And I didn't really get into costuming. I'd always loved Halloween, but I didn't do anything that was cosplay until very, very recently. And then when I did, I picked Star Wars because I just always loved those costumes. It just, you know, maybe because you kind of grow up with it and that those seem kind of iconic and like pedestally in your head. But Star Wars fan first. And then when I got into costuming, that's what I wanted to do. Nice. And I, I think I've heard before that you, you got into costuming because you were creating a costume for Halloween to be to be Ray, right? That's right. So like, how did the leap from Halloween costume to like, you're constantly working on new costumes and, and creating and you spend a lot of time. Like, can you tell us more about that? Yeah. I, so I was building the first Ray from The Force Awakens for Halloween and I stumbled onto, I was doing research for like what... You know, how, where do I buy it or where do I find things? And I stumbled onto therpf.com, which is the replica prop forum. It's, I stumbled into this whole world of people who build these screen accurate costumes. I was just hooked immediately. It just blew my mind that you could go to the store and actually get the same things that they use in the movie or use the same techniques. I mean, it was someone ID'd the actual boots that Ray wears and you can buy them. And I did, you know what I mean? I just found that it was sol- the solving a puzzle part of it completely hooked me. And that's kind of really not unique to Star Wars. Obviously, a lot of productions of all different sizes do things that way. But I think because the first Star Wars was made on a budget, they actually kitbashed and used World War II weapons. And they did things because of money and time constraints that I just found so interesting that you could find a vintage pair of binoculars or a vintage refrigerator part from Germany is on a trooper. And there's just something about that that's solving that puzzle. Or an electric razor as like a comlink, you know? Exactly. That's yeah. a great one. And now with The Mandalorian, I mean, they're buying stuff off Amazon and everyone's finding it on like by Friday morning, people with ID like the, the Mon Cal sweater or uh, Bo-Katan's gloves. Like we're just ever the sleuthing, the, the detective work. So I have a theory that actually they're actually doing that as product placement that they have like secret deals with these companies because there's no way you can actually do product placement in the Mandalorian or in Star Wars. Like you can't have like Yoda drinking a Coca-Cola and being like, Oh, how Mm, refreshing it is. Yes. (laughs) You know? Uh, But, but I think it is cool that they are opening it up and doing some things that are achievable by, by the fan community of creators as well. Well, I think the main difference is the production's US-based, whereas the films were made in London and then the prequels, a lot of that production was in Australia. So because it's actually being done in California, at least for US cosplayers, we have more of a fighting chance. You know, like it, there's so many things in The Force Awakens, like her wraps are from Boots, which is British and European, or the little thing, the thing that she cleans in The Force Awakens, that's a screwdriver thing that you could get at some very common British hardware store, which is great <laughs> if you're in the UK, but here, you know, so that's been a little fun for US cosplayers because it's a US production, if that makes sense. Damn it, I've been looking for that yeah. thing in my local Ace Hardware for, for months now, and you're just telling me that it's not even available. I had to fly over to, to jolly old England to find it. Ugh. Well, at least I know. I'm, I'm thankful for that. Uh. <laughs> you could probably 3D print it too. So I'll, I'm really curious to know, how do you come up with your skits that include like real lines from the Mandalorian? Some lines we all kind of remember from the episode that he, that he said, and, and then you think, oh, that would be funny. Um, luckily, he's not very verbal. 
in the first season. So I did take the time to go through and I have all the lines from all the episodes uh, written out. So sometimes I think of things and then sometimes I just have to search for a certain word. And then if I can't find it, I have to write kind of around it. You know what I mean? Hmm. Yeah. So it's a little bit of a puzzle making. And then you kind of give the other characters more of the plot. Yeah to say the more specific things and he's reacting. Do you actually write them down or do you just talk them out? Since it is short, it's a minute. I mean, do you, do you actually have them on paper or how do you how do you handle doing that? Oh yeah, I, write, I mean, I don't generally print things out. I'll just read off my phone. But yeah, I write every... If I do a skit, I generally have to write it out. A lot of the times, especially if I'm doing myself twice, I have to lip sync to myself because I have to produce the audio first. So I have to have it written out so I can record it. And then I have it playing while I'm doing it. Nice. I make it super complicated. Like it's. <laughs> wow, I didn't even realize in some of those videos where it's a double of you that you're lip syncing. I thought you were using like a video production technique with like a green screen to combine the two videos. I didn't know you were lip syncing to yourself all the time. But even if I did green screen, I still have to have the audio timed out. So I'm pausing the right amount of time for myself. Right. So I have done it. I did a video about how I do it and I did one side live and then did, and it's actually much harder. Yeah. So it just, I mean, not to be a technical nerd is the, the biggest thing that trips me up with sometimes when I forget I'm, I record the audio at 29.97 and I do the video at 30. And for a minute, it almost doesn't matter, but by the end it does. So. so for our fans who don't know what you're talking about, you know, when you talk about 30 and 29.97, you're talking about frame rate. Um, right. And, and what, what it, why is it so important to get that right with the video and with the audio? Because if you record your audio at one frame rate and you're lip syncing to it at a different one, they won't line, even though it's a, a fraction of a frame, it'll, it'll start to slip and they won't quite line up. Now, because you cut back and forth, I can, or you can change the speed of the video slightly to match it. It's just, it's just more work, right. but it's also hard because I record do everything on an iPhone, like most TikTokers do. And sometimes it's hard to remember to set all your settings because I just want to go. The actual production of it, um, I have less patience for it than the post-production. Like I, I would rather just sit and tinker than actually shoot the thing. It just, that's what I prefer to do. So I end up. I end up working out because I end up like rushing the production and I have to do a lot of work to fix it uh -huh. <laughs> sometimes. But I'm, I've gotten better at not outsmarting myself, I should say. So now that we know that you do voiceovers for your TikToks, I've got to know, where did you come up with a voice for, let me get this right, Captain Hubble Colossus? <laughs> I don't know. I just, I just wanted a cute baby voice. I honestly didn't give it a lot of thought oh, yeah. at all. Just do a cute baby voice. That's it. He's a baby. You know what I've noticed since, yeah, since you've started it? The language has evolved. He's learning more words. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and that's a story. And that's quite frankly for storytelling purposes. Because I don't want to get them constantly tripped up that they can't understand each other. Like every little piece can't be about the fact they can't understand each other. It's super boring and repetitive. Right. So I just, I've assumed that like with Ashoka, spoiler alert, they, he like puts his thoughts in her head and he reads her mind and that's basically how they get it done. And the talking is kind of, if anyone asks, why can't he understand her? Like, that's why. Don't worry about it. It's just a TikTok, you know? <laughs> I don't know why John Favreau didn't name Grogu Captain Hubble Colossus. I really prefer that to, uh, to Grogu. <laughs> it doesn't necessarily follow the conventions of Star Wars Yoda species naming either, but... I mean, Grogu doesn't either, so who cares? I mean, it's two syllables. It's short. People say, do you like him? I don't hate it. I think we all just have to get used to it, right? And then we'll... I think we all lived without it for so long that to... to I think almost no matter what it was, we'd all be like, what? That's, is that his name? Actually, right? we had a, a guest recently on the podcast that does uh, spoilers for um, 
different TV shows and, and movies and stuff. And um, by the next episode, they're actually going to name him Gary. They're just going to gonna go from Grogu to Gary. It's easier for everybody. They're going to retcon it uh, just one episode before. <laughs> right. So. Yep. I think Gary. <laughs> I still think people ask me, I, feel, I still think Mando's going to call him like kid and buddy. And that's what I'm, quite frankly, I'm going to do mostly too with my skids. Not because I don't like or dislike the name. I just think that like if you were, a, if it's just the two of you, you wouldn't necessarily call each other by their name because you're just together, exactly. right? You would just say, hey, or hey, so. So you've done, you've done a variety of characters in your TikTok videos. The ones I've seen, I mean, you've got Mandalorian. I saw a biker scout in there and then some other great characters. Has there been one character that was, um, the the biggest challenge to bring to life on the TikTok screen? Oh, that's such a good question. Let me think for a second. So I haven't actually posted yet because the I'm a little stymied by the edit. Just because I have a mud trooper from Solo, and I did like two mud troopers having a conversation. I remember that being really hard, just because it was the dead of summer and that costume is a beast. Like it's just a lot of armor and a lot of stuff. And so I remember that just being like that was really hard to get through. And I wrote it so it was all just one shot. So I had to do the whole th- whole take in one. 60 second go and that was a hard and I still haven't put it together yet I think just because it was so hard and I was I was when I was totally done I was tearing the costume off and I was just soaked you know yeah um, PTSD a, from it, that day I guess <laughs> it was just it was really hard and so I'm like okay at least change the scene post-traumatic solo disorder I guess <laughs> <laughs> I love that costume the mud trooper and I think and then when they were just sitting and the sun was beating down I don't know that was a tough physical challenge in terms of like a, like a character challenge no because I just kind of do like goofy stuff you know, I don't do anything super heavy. I mean, I did when I did the first like trooper mom and I do a character that's one of the scout troopers. The idea is that instead of punching the child in, in episode eight of the first season, she took him and became his mom. And that's been kind of a running thing. And then after about 12 of those, Mando came in to take him back. And that was my friend, Justin. So we had to I went to New Jersey to meet him and we went in a park. And so that was a, a complicated shoot, but it was fun. It wasn't hard. It was just a lot of logistics. So, nice. so, so you said your friend, Justin, now, is this a friend that you had before you, you were a TikToker or is somebody you met through your channel? Oh no, he's, I don't, he's not, he has a TikTok account, but he doesn't make videos. We were friends through Star Wars costuming and the costuming clubs and he just lives across the river in New Jersey. Oh, okay. So, uh, no, we were friends before. For us on the podcast, you know, being fairly anonymous, most of our friends that we've made in the Star Wars universe have been people through the podcast and through other connections and that. That's actually the only way I have any social um, interaction at all because normal people on the street run screaming when they see my helmet. But have you made other connections through TikTok itself that have turned into like long-lasting friendships or, or uh, amicable relationships at all? Uh, d- definitely. I mean, it's... it's you know, they're internet friendships, but uh, I hadn't, and because of quarantine and COVID, and since I only started TikTok in April, I haven't met anyone in person yet that I've met through TikTok. So I haven't met anyone in person yet, but definitely like a little community grows of people that have similar costumes and interests. And, you know, I, I, a lot of women friends that do Star Wars role, I feel like those are my friends and I think they would feel the same way. It's really nice that way. And like I said earlier, what's nice is that you get to meet a lot of people that have a different narrow focus than you. Like I said, like, like my focus was costuming, but I, now I know people that just talk lore or talk the books and comic books and, and stuff like that, which interests me, but I never really devoted my narrow focus to it, you know? So that's been great. It's such a positive thing you've got going. Uh, it sounds like, you know, you're giving a lot of good energy to it. 
Um, I know that's not true for everybody, though. And so how do you deal with like some of the negative Star Wars fans who try to like maybe gatekeep you on TikTok or keep you sort of in your place, as it were, even as a woman creator or anything? I know there's a lot of hostility out there uh, among certain branches of Star Wars fans. Um what do, what do you think about that? How, how do you deal with that? I, I think, knock on wood, I've been pretty lucky. Uh, I mean, anytime I have a video that goes fairly big, like let's say if I, I have a video that gets more views and I have followers, right? Let's use that as the metric for something that gets big. I know it's coming. Like you don't, I've never done a big video where you don't get like nasty comments. I try to, del- I try to ignore them. If they're really bad, I just delete them. If they're really, really bad, I delete and block them, which is pretty rare. And then sometimes I'll do comment and TikTok. If you're not familiar, you can make, you can take a comment and make a video about it in the comments right there and people react. I've done that a couple of times, but you never really do that and end up feeling awesome. Cause you're sort of featuring <laughs> that person, right? You're giving them a spotlight, which is sort of what they want to begin with, isn't it? And you're giving energy to the comment and attention to the comment, even if your comeback is super clever and you're like hilarious and, and you have all the facts. Like one time, like I do a snow scout, right? And no, a snow scout wasn't in the movie, but it's a it, it's in Battlefront too. And who cares, right? It's a beautiful costume, and I love it. And all these people say that's not a real trooper. And so I did like the audio to the courtroom scene of my cousin Vinny, where Marissa Tomei talks about the '63 Chevrolet. You know what I mean? To kind of like had all these. And yeah, that was good. But at the end, you're just like you're just still fighting. If you're fighting back, you're still fighting. You know what I mean? So I try I try just to kind of ignore it. I, it's is it is it easy? No, but. And then also the thing is that I think it's sometimes good to stand up for yourself just to show other women and other people that it's okay to stand up for yourself. You know what I mean? And yes, I get it too. But it's a, it's a hard line to toe. I mean, ultimately, it's easier said than done. But I don't let it bother me. I just ignore it, delete, block, ignore. Yeah. We, we we should probably apologize because most likely those comments come from our Russian trolls in the basement down here. And it's i mean we promise we're we're gonna flog them for it we we just wanted to apologize for that 20 lashes each yeah at least but um you know i don't i don't want to get too much into the algorithm or or anything like that but one of my favorite videos and and one of my wife's favorite videos is and you even tied star wars into it with your costuming which was you did a voiceover of us i think it was a stand-up comedian and she was telling a story about her her man wanted to go to the moon and you made the star wars uh you know costume for that (laughs) and that is my my wife died laughing she thought it was hilarious it is hilarious but yeah like when you even when you don't make necessarily star wars specific content you still tie it in is it a challenge for you to tie it into your skits or is it like something that you try to do. There's a thing in TikTok where you hear about when you join, like you have to stay in your niche. Like if you're a makeup creator, you have to do makeup. If you're a Star Wars creator, you have to do do Star Wars. If you're a cooking creator, you have to do cooking. And if you go out of that, TikTok's gonna punish you by not showing your videos to anybody. The the moon one that you mentioned was the first one I ever did with my husband. Just us doing what we do on the weekend. And there was one I did, and that, so we've been doing those one a weekend and I did at first tie them into Star Wars and now I do them and they're not related at all and they do okay. I, I think I, we've just been really fortunate that way or whoever runs TikTok has a crush on my husband. I don't know <laughs> which it is. But um, I have been able, luckily, Sorry. <laughs> to branch out and do just, I don't do it a lot, but I just I do at least one video a week that's just us doing whatever it is we're doing on that Saturday. And I, I just figure out a way to make a story and a video about it. Um, yeah, I really like the one recently that you did with the 
with your husband about the mouse. You know, because I'm vegan. Yeah, I. So you know. That I thought, okay, this is gonna be the one that doesn't go anywhere because it's about vermin and like death and pests and it's not even my house and but it kind of like took care of itself because people are arguing in the comments about what's the best way to control mice and I don't have to do anything like you know they just keep it churning without me so. <laughs> nice. so working with your family on your hobby is is sometimes complex uh you know especially if there's a inequity about level of interest um how do you manage uh you know work-life balance for lack of a better term between your husband and yourself with your TikTok channel that's such a great question i'm really lucky my I, i've said it a million times that the great the greatest superpower a cosplayer can have is a complicit spouse <laughs> and i have that like if i if i wander into his wherever he's sitting at like 9 30 at night go babe will you drive me to home depot i need like glue or a sanding block the answer is always sure sure what man doesn't want to go to home depot <laughs> but it was, I could be the, but you could put, I could put in Joanne's or Michael's, or whatever. Like he, he's super supportive and I'm really lucky that way. Right. I mean, he works from home like I do and he's super busy. So in terms of being in my videos, I really can only grab him on the weekends, especially with it getting dark so early and the whole thing. But I, I really lucked out by having a support, a supportive, complicit spouse. He's not as big of a Star Wars fan as I am. I'm the Star Wars fan in the family, but he's a great sport and has gotten into it too. And I make I made him a couple costumes and he loves it. So yeah, those costumes are fantastic that you made for him. Thank you. And the the Vogue kind of pictures that you guys took under the bridge, my favorite. Yes. My favorite, so good. Thank you. Yeah, I, uh, I picked the character for him because I love Rogue One. Rogue One is just my favorite, even though I know it's a flawed movie. I just I just love it. I just love the way it looks. I just so much about it. I just love. So just the the middle manager thing about director Krennic, I just thought it would be funny with him. And he has really embraced it. He loves swishing about in a white cape and very fussy in it. It's nice. <laughs> Good. So for uh, for our fans out there, our largest demographic who are you know over over ninety years old, um, and may not have downloaded the TikTok app and know how it works, you can um, basically echo someone else's video using their audio and then put your own video to it, right? So if I recorded um, you know a Jin Erso saying. Um, you know, this is a rebellion, you know, then I could then lip sync it and I could put some other stuff to it. So my guess is that that goes both ways. So not only do you use other people's audio sometimes maybe to make a video, but other fans could use your audio that you create for your own videos and uh, make their own version of it. It's called a duet, I think, right? Has anyone, have you ever had a fan duet one of your videos or, or use your audio in a way that really surprised you or, um, you know, uh, made you feel good? That's a great question. Um um, I, you don't get a notification when somebody uses your audio. You have to like go check it yourself. So I've never really looked. And quite frankly, my, my audios are always right at the edge of the time limit. They're always like between 58 and 59 seconds. I use every possible second I can. It's not as a low hanging fruit as someone who does a 15 second quick funny audio. Those are the most popular, I think sometimes to Right. That's what the kids do. Yeah. Yeah. To grab. So I don't think people have, people have duetted me. I, I see duets and people, and that's when all right, you're side by side. Someone is done next to the video. I've seen some of those and they were nice. The best ones are where it's a kid holding their toys and just watching the video. <laughs> like, I didn't know that was a thing. I don't follow kids on TikTok. I mean, that's kids don't show up on my FYP. So I didn't know I was doing that for them. And that's just been really really sweet. But in terms of using the audio, I don't think anyone has. Maybe we're going to have to ask Vegan the Hut to do that uh, for uh, a Christmas present to our faker fans. He'll, he'll grab one of your videos and reenact it uh, himself. 
um, with great <laughs> facility and agility, I'm sure. So, yeah, I would be surprised. I'd have to look at it because again, you don't get you don't get a notification when someone uses your. You probably sound. didn't well, know I'll that a through. hut could squeeze into a stormtrooper biker scout outfit, but he's actually quite svelte. It's incredible. Yeah, I've been losing a lot of weight during the pandemic, and it's just it's a mess. You know, you said you're a big fan of Star Wars music, and we were talking about using sounds and stuff like that. So, you know, do you do you have a favorite? Um, theme from from the Star Wars sound uh, scores. Oh, that's such a hard question. I mean, I have to name a bunch. I mean, I think the uh, the asteroid field chase in Empire Strikes Back is just like flawless. Um, I like Across the Stars from Episode Two. Yes. Good one. It's beautiful. I, I mean, I like Duel of the Fates for for all the kind of dislike the prequels get. They have some great music. Um, John Williams at his finest like, hour. It, it really, maybe that was his, but Empire Strikes Back is, is tough to beat too. I like Jedi Steps from uh, Force Wiggins. Um, I don't know what the name of the track is, but in The Last Jedi, where Luke goes out to meet Kylo, that track, oh, what's that called? I don't know. Uh, that is such a know. great, great track. Yeah, I, don't, I can't remember what it's called. And you know, Han Solo and the Princess, there's so many good yeah. ones. And then I got to say Rogue One. I, I walked into Rogue One not expecting to like the music. And I like the music. I, I mean, your father would be proud of you. That's I. It kills me. It's so good. Yeah. How does music influence how you make your TikToks? Because sometimes you're dancing to different, um, you know, music genres. How do you pick those? I mean, I think I have my, I have my favorite songs, like anyone does. But also, I watch a lot of TikTok. You know, when I see someone using a track like, oh, I've always loved that song. And they do something clever. I save the track for maybe later to think about. And then when I need ideas, I look through all my save. Because on TikTok, you can save right. favorites. And it'll just be in a little favorites page. And I'll go through like, oh, yeah, that Demi Lovato song. That's so cool. And maybe whoever did the video about it did it about something different. But I just remembered the track and the energy of it. So I watching a lot of TikToks really helps with picking sounds. Yeah. So sounds like that, that you're going to use for your purposes. Yeah. Let's say five years from now, do you see yourself earning a living from TikTok? Sure. I mean, a lot of it's out of your control. Like is, it, you know, we're all the Vine stars, right? Because right. <laughs> there's no more Vine anymore. <laughs> I still faithfully watch Vine on MySpace and AOL.com every night. So. <laughs> right. So. <laughs> it could go away. Like if the platform goes away, I haven't done a great job of making a strong foothold in other platforms. Everyone's like, oh, you gotta do YouTube, you gotta do a YouTube. And I was like, well, I, I did once a big compilation for YouTube and it was a 10 minute video and it took the entire day to cut together. I mean, the time for for long videos takes a long time. Right. Anyway, I'm digressing. If, if, if that was an option where you're like, Jen, you don't have to work anything else and just do TikTok all day and you'll be able to be able to afford to buy things, I wouldn't say no. I mean, that would be amazing. I love doing it. Um, I love that other people have, have liked it and, and have responded positively. I, I don't know how you make a living on TikTok. Uh, I think it would probably involve... I think it's just like anything else, like, you know, like YouTube or podcasts and stuff like that you you know sponsors reach out to you and they say hey we want you to use our sewing machine and show it off while you're making a costume or or something like that right it's hard though because i think being authentic is super important to to growing audience i've been reached out to a couple times for for like little product things and nothing was was at all a good fit but even if something was like like a sewing machine would be a good example it's just a tough line to toe you know but I, I, it hasn't really come in front of my, on my plate yet to really, to really know. 
But to, to answer your question, I would it would be amazing to be a full time content creator. But I think I think it'd be a ways off. I, I think you have to be like super really big. But you know, anything. We'll possible. make some calls tonight, and we'll have a uh, Starbucks reach out to you tomorrow. <laughs> right. Speaking of being authentic, my goodness, the Starbucks latte is tasty. I I just had to say that it is wonderful. Um, I've heard that they you know Starbucks is still open around the country right now. Um, in a case. Um, so if you haven't made money off TikTok. How has it affected your life? How has it changed things for you uh, with your recent fandom you've stumbled into? Like, you know, the popularity, I guess. What, what What's different now for you that, you know, wasn't this way nine months ago before you started your account? Wow, that's a great question. I think about it. I mean, I'm in the creator fund, so I've, I've made a few bucks through that, you know. that's It's just that you, you get a little bit of money for views. It's not a lot, but, and uh, you know but not enough to change your life or anything. Um, but I just, I, it, there's a nice, I don't say professional satisfaction, but it, and to have something really great to do. I mean, I, I, I must feel a little guilty how blessed I've been with it because, you know, people are like, oh, quarantine has been so hard and I've been so bored and I've, you know, it's just been really a struggle and I miss so many things. And I haven't had those feelings because I've had this thing to do that's taken up a lot, a lot of time and I, I've gotten a lot of joy out of. So I think in the context of how crazy the world is because of COVID, it's been this amazing gift. So I'm trying to imagine what my life would have been like since April had I not been doing that. And I don't, I'm sure it'll be a lot different. I just, it's just really interesting and really fun. We know you're downplaying the, the money thing, you know, um, <laughs> but <laughs> so we, we know that, uh, cosplaying costs a lot of money so um when can we when can we expect a job of the hut cosplay from you <laughs> it's the only thing that's my thing i have a hut slayer leia that I, I never i've never won on tiktok i don't think but i don't think job is i would thing. like to see what? a mashup between uh hut slave hut slayer leia is that the term now you're not allowed to call her slave leia but hut slayer leia oh you I'll, you can call her slave leia I, it's i don't feel a strong way about it but i hut slayer was in a book too right right but but i kind of like hut slayer leia anyway it's kind of cool it sounds good yeah it's in one of the it's in one of the claudia gray books too that 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 outfit is referred to as hut slayer, yeah I think. so i would like to see oh. a mashup of hut slayer slave leia and job of the hut uh, if you could do a TikTok on that, that'd be amazing. I've seen. Well, I can't remember where I saw that. Someone's in the inflatable one, you know, that's upright and has a bikini on it. I said YouTube or on Facebook, something like that. Someone has. Done it was that. me. It's hilarious. It was me. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna do this. We're gonna do this. Um, so, so looking back, you know, it's a sound like uh, TikTok in some ways has helped you be your panacea in a sense to get through the pandemic. Um, and I'm glad to hear that, you know, that, that you've had this uh, fortune kind of come your way. And how, how are you hoping to give back then to the universe uh, in the future with TikTok? What, what's your next step? Where do you see yourself going with Star Wars TikTok cosplay in the coming year or so? I don't envision stopping. And if anything, I think the success of whenever I do uh, how I made pieces, um, those videos have done pretty well. People find them interesting. So I think if I would probably normally take a kind of a big break because I just built the Mandalorian, uh, the season one Beskar armor. And I'm like, oh, I did that. I'm going to take a break and maybe build something again in like two or three months. Uh, I'll probably build something sooner than that just to kind of keep that you know, creative and construction going and, and, and make some interesting videos. And I like learning new techniques too. So I think that that'll be different just building new costumes and you know 
doing some maybe some things in the snow let's be good snow where i am and i don't feel like this is a boring answer but i i, I don't know anything nothing real big i mean that's the kind of great thing about tiktok like everything's kind of all we're all in our houses and it's all very amateur and so i can't imagine like you know hiring a soundstage or anything like that just kind of keep keep doing what i'm doing but maybe with like more costumes and more construction and more characters this kind of thing more more <laughs> do you think you got him uh well that's amazing jen you know it is such a pleasure to talk to you um and and have you in the studio with uh you know your greatest fanboy in the galaxy vegan the hut and myself uh we do encourage fans to go on tiktok and find you it's it's jen markham is that your username is that correct all in word at j-e-n-m-a-r-k-h-a-m all right and if people want to ask you questions on twitter if they prefer that or instagram where can they find you on other formats instagram is probably the easiest uh, i'm on it the most so it's j-e-n underscore markham m-a-r-k-h-a-m so that's the only one i didn't get the jen markham on so jen underscore markham on instagram and uh, is there anything else you'd like to give a shout out to? Any causes or other things that, that's coming that you'd like your fans to be aware of? Oh, no, I don't have any events coming up because, uh, you know, COVID. But just everybody stay real safe. Wear your masks. Keep distant. I know it's tough for the holidays, but yeah. I just want everyone to be safe and, and to, you know, we can all get back to what we were doing before. I've got it. You should do Job of the Hut in Slayer Leia a bikini wearing a mask. Be well, the... if you're in the big inflatable suit, right? How yes. safe is that? There you go. <laughs> Actually, Duper, um, I don't know if we can fit this in, but yep, we, can. we we had a we had a question come from online for you, Jen, from Force uh -huh. underscore of underscore Light. They are a uh, toy photographer that takes a lot of uh, really neat Star Wars and Marvel and different kind of figurine toy figures. Um, they ask, since you do a lot of skits on TikTok, you like to act, you know, um, so what Star Wars scene would you want to be in if you had the, if you could? Wow, what a great question. Oh, man. I, I think I know what that it's going to so be. That is so hard. No, that's super hard. I can't even think. Really? I'd want to, I, 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 I. I, it I is a hard think of one. someone just like you drop in and you're awesome and that's it, you know? <laughs> like it, I don't know. And someone that gets like some good laughs. And yeah. that Star Wars are uh, like maybe like Hux. I think that'd be oh, fun. Oh, really? Maybe. Nice. I don't know. Like I'm told that question like came right at the back of my head, man. I don't know. See, I would have I would have pictured maybe a Jin or so. Yeah, I don't know if I'm that good an actor though, man. I mean, oh, you're being modest. Oh, you're sweet. Uh, no, I just like who's who has some of the great, like really good funny scenes, and I I think like Hux and Poe are funny. I mean Poe is funny, and Hux and Kylo, man. Oh, I could watch those two. They just crack me up. But yeah, someone someone that has like I want to get a laugh. I can't. That's I was like, who gets a laugh? And Hux gets a laugh. So that's my answer. But I, I, what a question. Wow. Yeah, they're kind of like Larry Kylo and Hux at times, right? You know, the gags that they had in the last movie. So I'm really sad, Vegan, that your uh, fan TikTok crush has to leave us. And that's all we have time for this week. But tell the listeners where they can at least find us if they want to shed more tears on our social media accounts. <laughs> you can follow Faking Star Wars on Twitter and Instagram at Faking Star Wars and on Facebook 
at facebook.com forward slash real faking star wars and submit questions for us on twitter for any episodes use the hashtag fsw radio and we'll read them on future episodes and you can also get official faking star wars t-shirts and other gear at bit.ly slash fsw merch that's bit.ly slash fsw merch and you can follow me on Twitter at Storm Duper. And I'm at Vegan the Hut. Also follow FSW Radio on Twitter and Instagram as well. If you like what you hear and want to support what we do, you can visit patreon.com slash fakingstarwars and sign up to become a patron. You will support us fakers financially to keep making the content that you love, and you also get a reward. You can join our fake Jedi Padawan, Stephen Howard, or the Mediocratics, Darth Taxus, Keith Harmon, or Rick Swift, who support us at the fake Jedi Knight level. And big shout out today to Rick Swift for being one of our newest patrons. Thank you very much, Rick. Have you written us a review yet? If not, please consider giving us a five-star review on iTunes, Podchaser, or your podcast platform of choice. It really helps us appear when people search for Star Wars on the podcast app. And go ahead and write a funny review. We'll read it on an upcoming episode. And one last thing before we leave. Please, we implore you, join the FSW Discord server. It's a free online chat room full of fakers discussing Star Wars, nerd culture, and even playing some games. We even had a Discord wedding the other day. It was very romantic. The link is bit.ly slash FSW Discord. That's FSW Discord. FSW is all in caps. Also, we'd like to thank our sponsor, Manscaped.com. Before the holidays, you can get 20% off and free shipping with the code FSW Radio, all in caps. That's FSW Radio, all in caps. 20% off and free shipping from Manscaped.com. Your balls will thank you. As always, please stay tuned to FakingStarWars.net for quality Star Wars comedy, parody, and satire. And thanks to you and all our followers for listening. May the foe be with you. See you next time. Goodbye. We'll see you on TikTok. TikTok.